You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to True University Podcast. My name is Steve Eden, and on today's podcast, we're going to talk about how do we deal with failure, missteps, big pieces of stupid. How do we get up uh, off the mat, so to speak, when we uh, when we struggle and we stumble? How you respond to failure, adversity, disappointment in your walk with Christ is probably one of the most neglected but needed topics in all of Christianity. So let me throw this passage at you right out of the gate, Proverbs 24, 16. The godly may trip seven times, but they rise again. It is so important as uh, believers for our well-being and I would say our relationship with God and and how we relate to others if you're married maybe your children your family that we're able to get up off the mat as I was saying uh, when we experience disappointment and mostly what I'm talking about is at our own hands this is something that I wrote about a lot in the true you book because out of my own personal experience I spent so many years feeling like an utter and complete failure when I would stumble, uh, having no idea that I'm a work in progress. And Philippians 1.6 says, being confident in this very thing, he who began a good work in me, that he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so just not having a good grasp that I'm a work in progress, I'm under construction, and that Christ is with me, never to leave me or forsake me during this journey of progression towards maturity and Christ's likeness. And, you know, I've met many believers over the years, Christ followers, who simply give up after a failure. They judge themselves unworthy. And I can't tell you how many times I did that. Judge myself unworthy of a relationship with God. Well, let me tell you something. None of us in and of our flesh or our performance are worthy. Now, this was proven and demonstrated when Jesus Christ stepped foot on planet Earth to save us all, to to die for our sins, to cleanse us. Hebrews says repeatedly, he died one time for all of us. And so the moment that Jesus stepped foot on this planet, you should have had the recognition you weren't going to be able to produce in and of yourself your own right standing with God. It would have to come through another, and when I say another, uh, that's a capital A, another person, Jesus Christ. So believe me, I have the manual on after doing something dumb, sinful, incongruent with you know, who I felt I was in Christ, uh, to just you know live estranged from God in my own mind. I guess I'll just do it all on my own. Well, thank God the Lord uh, grew me out of that, brought me revelation and understanding that my standing with him and my inner identity do not change by my outer behavior and that I had no hope of getting back to walking in righteousness again apart from walking with him and believing I was who he said that I was. You might have heard me say that before. The truest thing about you is what God says about you, not how you feel, not how you perform, uh, not what you believe about yourself, which can change, you know, from day to day based on how you're performing or maybe how other people treat you. So we've got to get anchored to the truth, and that truth is in Christ, and it lives in the Spirit. And now Christ lives in your spirit, so the truth is in you, and that is your anchor, your plumb line. Uh, to live from. But believe me, the enemy always wants us to judge ourselves unworthy 
of the only one who can actually get us back on track and lead us into a life of fullness and uh, freedom. So how do we deal with sin or temptation and disappointments when we misstep? I think, first of all, keep in mind, 1 John 3, 9 says that whoever's born of God cannot sin. Now, that's a powerful statement. Your new creation spirit, that's what he's talking about, not only cannot sin, it doesn't even want to sin. I think that's a revelation of truth in its in and of itself, that your new creation man doesn't desire to go out and and uh, choose sin, love on sin, be in love with sin, whatever, whatever term you want to use. And I just want to say this, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, he just reminded me of this. Whatever vice you deal with, whatever bad flesh pattern you have, sinful pattern you have, listen to me, it has no authority or power over you. That is a deception. The enemy lies to you and says you can't beat it, you can't overcome it. Well, apart from Christ, you can't. But 1 John 4, 4 says that greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. So in other words, you'll never face anything outside of you, temptation, whatever, greater than the one that's on the inside of you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is inside of you and quickening your mortal body, quickening you to overcome. I mean, my goodness, if that spirit overcame death, I think that that spirit in you that was in Christ can overcome sin and temptation. So understand that. Understand that when temptation comes, your spirit man wants nothing to do with it because your spirit man is pure as the wind-driven snow. You are one with Christ in your spirit man, and not only that, that your spirit man has the absolute power and grace to overcome any temptation. It is a lie when the enemy says, well, you're just going to have to live with this. That's a lie. That's a deception. Greater is he that's within you than he that's outside of you. So recognize when temptation comes, hey, that's not who I am, devil. You're trying to tempt me to do something that's incongruent with my true identity and who my father says I am. He says I'm his beloved son. The righteousness of God is at work in me. And so you tempting me to do that, that's not in line with who my father says I am. And, you know, we've had Mike Daniel on several times the last few weeks, and I love what Mike says. He says that the righteousness of God being at work on the inside of us is proven every single day, not just by what we rejoice in, the things that we do right, but what we regret. When we have regret and disdain for a, uh, a big piece of stupid, that's proof that the righteousness of God is working in us because otherwise we wouldn't care. We just go on sinning and and be committed to sin, as First John talks about in verse 8. First John 3, 8 says, whoever's committed to sin and just a life of sin is of the devil, uh, is clearly not born again. Once you're born again and the very life and DNA of God is at work on the inside of you, then you're going to prove that righteous work is at work on the inside of you by the things you regret when you stumble. But recognize a temptation and say, that's not who I am. That will not satisfy me, devil. I'm not, I'm not going to give in to that. I'm too great a creation to be satisfied by sin. I'm predestined to be conformed to Jesus Christ. So whatever looks good on Christ looks good on me. And I see a whole lot of righteousness in Christ. And so I am not only righteous in Christ, listen to me, I am made for righteousness. Righteousness is my native land. So amen, amen. That's the first 
thing. It doesn't have power over you. And then also that your new creation man doesn't want anything to do with sin. You're not made by sin for sin. It's uh, God and man are affinities. In other words, we're, we're connected. We belong together. We fit together like hand in glove. Man and sin do not fit together. Look at the world. The more man chooses sin, the more the United States government chooses sin, the more our laws are bent towards celebrating sin, the worse off we are. Man and sin are not affinities. And this has been proven over the history of time, time and time again. Now, let's talk about overcoming feelings of disappointment after you've done a big piece of stupid. Maybe you didn't have your mind renewed. The temptation came. You gave into it. You're like, oh, my goodness. I shouldn't have done that. I know that's not who I am. One of the things I began to train, well, the Lord began training me in is saying after I stumble, Steve, what good is it going to do you or anybody else to stay here in this hole of no impact? That's what he called it, just a hole of despair I would crawl into. What good is it going to do for you to just beat yourself up and wallow in the dumb thing you just did? Why not get up, rise again, and start partnering with me again? That's what he would tell me. You didn't partner with me in sin, so repent. Get up and begin partnering with me again in righteousness. See, that mindset of getting up, taking Proverbs 24, 16, will always help you far more than spending a day in self-pity followed by a nighttime of self-loathing. There's no good fruit that's going to come out of uh, self-pity or self-loathing. Here's another key. When you stumble, when you miss the mark of the only image you were created to bear, that's the Greek word for sin, is, is hamartia, which means to miss the mark of the only image you're created to bear, and that, that image is Jesus Christ. When you do something incongruent with who you are and where you're headed, immediately renew your mind. Yes, renew your mind. Don't be conformed to the world anymore, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, uh, proving how good, acceptable, and perfect the will of God is in your life. So renew your mind to agree with God that you're standing with him, your relationship with him in the midst of your difficulty. And yes, your feelings are rushing in. You're feeling emotions of guilt and shame. A lot of times those things, disappointment and disgust. But go back, renew your mind in the midst of all that to agree with who God still says you are. Remember, you are a Christ-made man or woman, not a self-made man or woman. So dare to believe that your poor choice did not change your spirit man's relationship and union with Christ inside of you. Rise up with the understanding that an apple tree is still an apple tree, even if there's no apples on the apple tree right now. Now, this is a key. Under What I'm saying with that is your identity as a child of God has not changed inwardly by something you did outwardly because I promise you that you didn't sin by the Spirit of God. If you walk by the Spirit of God that's in you, then you'll, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Scripture backs that up in two and three places. So I love this statement. An apple tree is still an apple tree even if there aren't apples on it right now. Even if I'm not bearing fruit after Christ, my identity hasn't changed. And the key, Jesus said, John 15, to bearing fruit was living connected to him. So what's the key when you do a big piece of stupid? Get up, renew your mind to how connected to him you are. Father, I thank you. I pray right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that, that flesh and blood's not revealing this, but Lord, by the Spirit, they 
see the reality that their inner man has not changed and that the, the key to getting up again and bearing much fruit, good fruit, is, is uh, renewing their mind to their connection with you that still exists in Jesus' name. Thank you for blessing them, Father, in that way. How about this? When you stumble, remember you still have the power of choice. Freedom to choose always will allow you to reveal uh, who your heart really loves. This one helped me immensely. So I would be convicted over a sin, uh, a mistake I had made, and then what I would do is I would understand, you know what, Steve, you had the power to choose wrong earlier. Well, you still have the power to choose right now, so let's choose right. Let's choose godliness in this moment. Uh, so you always have the power to choose. So stand up after a failure and say, uh, I'm not going to be moved off my true identity again. I'm going to choose to renew my mind to who I am in Christ, and I'm going to reveal to myself, to the world, to the devil, to God, whoever will listen, who I really love. I may do some things at times incongruent with who I really love, but in my heart of hearts, I really love the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's an opportunity to go back and choose him again. I would also add that when we do miss the mark and we stumble, our mind wasn't renewed to our identity in Christ in that moment in the first place. Because let's be honest, it's difficult to go commit a sin while humbly acknowledging in your heart how incredibly righteous you are, how right with God you are. So what happens when we stumble a lot of times is we've lost sight of that, our mind's not renewed, and then we kind of bear fruit after a connection uh, to the world or to some uh, deception that something in the world's going to satisfy us. So I think that's a key as well. Uh, after a poor choice, the enemy will always want to remind you you're not qualified to fellowship with God, uh, to be used of God. You're not qualified to be his child anymore, and he'll tell you that you've gone back now to being an old sinner. You're no longer a new creation, Steve. You're, you're, this, uh, you're this old sinner person that you used to be. Nothing about you changed. Man, that is an outright deception. Now, I get that when you prayed the prayer and you invited Jesus to be Lord and Savior of your heart and your mind, I get that uh, after you prayed, you know, let me say this this way, before you prayed the prayer, you were six foot one, 180 pounds. I get that after you prayed the prayer, you were still six foot one, 180 pounds. If you had brown hair, well, you still had brown hair. That's because the new creation didn't happen outwardly. It happened in your spirit, man. This is very important. So your body didn't get born again. Not even your soul got born again. Your spirit man got born again. That's where you've been made right with 1 Peter 1.23, an incorruptible seed. An incorruptible seed, the word of God that lives and abides forever. That's where you've been made new and what you've been made new by. And if you go study the word incorruptible, that you've been born again by a seed, the word of God that can't be corrupted, you're going to break into your own personal revival because you're going to recognize that the seed of Christ that's in me, his righteousness he gifted to me, can't be corrupted. I did not earn it, merit it. It had nothing to do with my performance. It had to do with his I simply received it and consented, and now I'm learning how to walk out that new creation identity in Christ. Amen. So understand, 
When the enemy tells you that, well, you're just an old sinner, you remind him one wrong behavior cannot disqualify you or change your identity any more than one right behavior you did qualifies you or gave you your new identity. Uh, You didn't perform righteously, and that's why God calls you righteous. You accepted the gift of righteousness, Romans chapter 5, verse 18, that came through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. So committing a sin doesn't make you a sinner any more than committing a righteous deed makes you righteous. You're either qualified and in right standing with God by Christ and his life, his spirit and his blood, or you are not qualified nor made right with God. It either comes through Christ or it doesn't come at all. And I realize, guys, uh, it takes great humility to believe that. But that is the key. You've got to humble yourself and acknowledge that I am this new creation person that God says I am, even though I don't always manifest the fruit of my new creation identity. Uh, My outer behavior doesn't change my inner identity. And that this is a process. Look at it this way that God doesn't wait to call a baby bird a bird uh, until it can fly, okay? He calls that baby bird a baby bird at its birth. But then he gives it wings, it has everything, the feet, every, feathers, everything it needs to be able to learn to fly. And that's the process you're in. You and I are learning how to fly. And believe me, uh, we're not here winking at, at sin or being light on sin or anything. I'm not light on sin. I'm heavy on righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. That's what I'm heavy on. And that's what we're locking into and applying faith to. Have faith in the one and only Son of God and what he's provided for you. So a couple of last things. The enemy will try to tell you that you have to do something righteous now to become righteous again. (laughs) That's another deception to lure you into a self-based right standing with God. And this is the opposite side of the coin that when you do a big piece of stupid, he says, hey, you're not righteous anymore. Well, he's baiting you into a self-based righteousness. So because you did something unrighteous, you're no longer righteous. So that's a lie. In the same way, he'll tell you, hey, you got to go do something righteous now to make yourself righteous with God. It's still a self-based righteousness. You don't have a self-based righteousness. You have a Christ-based righteousness by faith and not just in faith and that he did it, but that you received it and have become a new creation in your spirit, man. So be careful when you set out to go become something righteous Uh, because the moment you go try to become righteous in yourself, you told yourself you're not righteous, and Christ says that you are righteous in him. It's same with Adam and Eve. You know, he said, the enemy said, if you'll eat of this tree, you'll be like God. Well, they already were like God, so be careful when the enemy tries to tempt you to become something you already are. Another good analogy is how many people go to church every Sunday so God will love them. Well, God already does love them. They need to just believe it, receive it, and dance with it and begin to celebrate that they're loved by God because that is the truth. And once you know the truth and you dance with it, it makes you free. Well, I'm going to end it right there. Father, I thank you for our time together today on True University and that you're teaching us always increasingly how to deal with disappointment, uh, sin, temptation, those things by agreeing with how righteous we are in Jesus Christ as a new creation. We love you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.